What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Dr. Joey Kramer podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joey Kramer, and this is a podcast about health. Health is a complete state of well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmaries. How's everybody doing? We are on the fifth day of 2021. And I hope that many of you were able to end up 2020 celebrating with the ones that you love, spending time reflecting about the challenges of the year that was before that just happened, and maybe reflect on the massive learning lessons that all of you had. For some of us, we had deaths in the family. For many of us, we know people who had people die. For many of us, we encountered the China flu. And for a majority of us, we lived in a state of fear for 2020. And when I reflect back on this in my life right now, it causes me to go through this process of evaluation. And I, I call it really evaluating your investment because I invest in my life in five different categories. I look at my health, my physical health. I look at my mental health. I look at my spiritual health my relationship health, and my financial health. And it's hard to really cut 2020 out of any one of those arenas, meaning that in each state, there was a time in 2020 where your physical health was challenged, your mental health was absolutely challenged, your relationships with your friends were 100% challenged, your financial health may or may not have been challenged. Some of you made a ton of money last year, and some of you lost a ton of money last year. And I just think about this, and I reflect heavily upon 2020, and I reflect heavily upon the various challenges we faced and the lessons that we learned from it. And when I'm diving into this, I start wanting, I really, really want to reflect on one of those pillars I just listed, and that is the idea of health. I think that in today's day and age, many of us are starting to wake up to the understanding that health is not something that is easily achieved. And I think many of us are now learning that we are not as healthy as we once thought we were. For most of you, you're scared to death of a virus that has a 99.96 survival rate, and you still wear a mask, you still don't meet with your friends, you're still concerned about engaging people in public, and you've now decided that most of us are diseased people. And at that point is when I draw my line and I start asking, how do we get here? I draw my line and I start evaluating my investment and I start asking, isn't health something that we're responsible for daily for ourselves? Right? And so for most of us, we'll say, well, I'm wearing a mask. That's in consideration of protecting other people. That's great. But you're also eating McDonald's, you're 500 pounds and you're a type two diabetic and you have high blood pressure. You're probably a mental health case and you are set up to be part of the ones who have the most challenges with COVID. And then I reflect upon the people who invest in chiropractic care, who take vitamins, who work out, who actually have healthy relationships with their loved ones, the people who understand what their money is doing for them and how it's working for them. I look at the people who are the opposite side of the spectrum, and I wonder, how do we become so divided? 
I wonder how do we become lions amongst sheep? And so when I dive into this conversation, I'm probably going to offend half of you on here. And maybe it's a wake-up call for you. Maybe it's something that's going to trigger a moment in your mind that will cause you to transition in how you live your life, especially with how you evaluate your health. So for the most part, if we viewed health as a currency, we would see that many of us view people who are skinny, who are ripped, who are jacked and tan as a healthy person. We look at these external experiences because we see that as being health. We are a very vain society, vanity of vanities, right? We have this consumer market that sells us the dream of six-minute abs. They sell us the dream of the workout community from your house, right? We see that everything is geared towards the, I would say, sexualization of the human body from a physical specimen. We think our physical health is what health is, right? We think external health is health. I don't have any pain. I feel good. I usually sleep eight hours a night. You know, I eat kind of healthy. I'm in a good state. But when we have that happen, I can't help but ask the question, but why do we have 50% of Americans who are obese, who are having 2.6 plus comorbidities, who have one of the top four conditions that kill us? High, high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, right? Cancer could be close number four. I think about all this and I ask myself, maybe we have this all wrong. I ask myself the question and say, why is it that we believe that health is an external experience when everything else suggests that health is an internal response? Health is an internal state that has an external reflection. So for those of you who are new on this or who are new listeners who may be scratching your head at this point, I want to walk you through a basis of trying to understand what health is, where it comes from, and why the internal health is more important than the external representation. So for many of you, you might want to grab a pen and write some things down because there's going to be some big words that are going to be thrown around right now. And these words are some terms that every human being needs to understand before they dive into the world of medical treatments, because a treatment is designed for an external system, an external symptom, and is not designed for an internal resiliency. Right. And so if we dive into the idea of looking at how we build a more resilient human, maybe then we begin to understand that health is an internal state with an external reflection. So if I start with this, I want to start with the premise because all things have to have an argument that design the current prediction of what health is. I start with the idea that your central nervous system is the master system of the human body, period, end of story. You can argue with me all day long. I will stand in my grave knowing that the central nervous system is the first system formed in the human body. It is responsible for coordinating and organizing every single cell in your entire human system. And it is responsible from the moment of conception to the moment of natural death for ensuring that your body is able to respond to the environment you have subjected it to. 
That is a metaphysical statement and it is a metaphysical truth. So if we understand that the neurological system is the single most important system in the body, why do we not take care of it from a health perspective? Why is it not discussed in mainstream media? Why do medical doctors not even evaluate what's going on with your autonomic system? And I think it's because many of them are lazy. And many of them want to get the insurance benefits of billing the customer for a pain that they have. And then as a result, they just move on down their path. You know, you have a pain here. We're just going to give you some drugs. It's going to be okay. And then, you know, we'll do it with the next person, the next person, the next person. But how is that working for us? We are one of the most sick generations ever in America, in the history of America. This is one of the first generations where the children, my own kids, will outlive me, which is really, really scary to think about, right? And so I will. that's what's really interesting to me about this. So if we go into this metaphysical truth, the neurological system is the, is the, is the master system of the human body. And then how does it manage our body? How does it manage our health? Well, of course, it does that with nerves. And we have so many different types of nerves in the body. And they're so very diverse. But I want to focus on one system. And it's called the autonomic system. This is the single most important system in the human body because it responds and records and takes care of all the automatic processes that you do not think about, that you take for granted, that you abuse daily with how you live your life. So the autonomic system is very easy. It is broken down for learning purposes into the sympathetic system and the parasympathetic system. You may know these as fight or flight or rest and digest respectively. And having a balance between these systems, meaning you have the ability to respond to a situation based upon the level of stress you are subjected to is called adaptation. So we should have the ability to move between states of our neurological health regardless of what's happening in the environment around us. If we walk outside right now, it's sunny and 65, you should have a burst of energy, feel great, feel that sunshine in your system, right? That is a normal physiological response. But we often don't think about this. We don't think about what controls what I call the neck to the nuts, right? We don't pay attention to our pituitary gland, to our hypothalamus. We don't look at our adrenals. Most of you don't even know what your adrenal system is. You don't look at what's going on with your kidney function. You don't evaluate what's happening with your digestive tract. You don't pay attention to your heart, your lungs. You don't look at your blood pressure. You don't look at your sex function. You don't evaluate all these things that we take for granted. Liver enzymes, pancreatic enzymes, gallbladder function. And what we don't even begin to understand is that every single one of those is under direct control of your neurological state. So if our neurological system is the master system, and it is responsible for controlling and coordinating every single action of the human body. Why is it that when we talk about health, we don't talk about this? You see, every single day I make it a point in my private practice to have this conversation with a patient and let them know that just because you don't feel good doesn't mean that you are not healing. So what does that mean? It means that once you set the neurological state into a state of balance between the autonomic systems, you will actually have more opportunity to develop a state of health. 
instead of the traditional treatment of go whack down the high spots, of go inject at the pain point, of here's a here's a steroid shot, of here's some drugs to take, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what I see is that when we evaluate our investment of our health, we have it flipped. 90% of us invest in our external appearances. We buy the Peloton, we get the injections, we go to the gym, we like to run, we buy the tight-fitting clothes, we get Botox injected. We spend time doing all these things that allow us to have external vanity or the appearance of being a healthy individual, but nothing could be further from the truth. And there's about 10% of you that actually understand that the journey of health is ugly. It's not fun, it's not pretty, it's not something that is sold to you right? The journey of health is something that you have to invest in day by day with habits that facilitate a balance of your neurological state. So when we talk about health, I think that if we were to flip this script and we were to say that all of a sudden the neurological system is the most important system, and these are the steps you can take to assess it, and these are the corrections for it that you can implement into your life as a daily habit long-term that will set you up for successfully having the health you desire, then I think we're starting to get somewhere. When I think about things that impact the nervous system, these are all the hokey pokey things that you guys like to make fun of. The idea of doing meditation, 15 minutes a day. Visualization, 15 minutes a day. Taking a walk outside for 45 minutes, yes, it's an external activity. It drives an internal state. These are all great things that we do. Don't get me wrong. I love to look good. I love to be fit. I want to have a six-pack. It's important to me because I want to look great for my wife, and I want to look great for my patients and let them know that I give a damn about my external health. But if I don't take care of my internal health first, I will never achieve that state of external appearance that I want. And so when I evaluate my internal health, I do it in a very, very simple fashion. The single most important gold standard for autonomic system evaluation is computerized infrared thermography. And what this is, is a thermographic assessment of the balance of your heat regulation and your surface dermal blood vessels. For all you people who need me to simplify that for you, it is measuring two points between the right and left side of your spine, which is controlled by a very specific nerve. It's called your recurrent meningeal nerve. And that nerve is responsible for controlling the blood flow to the surface dermal within the first three inches of your spinal cord to the left and to the right side. Not spinal cord, I'm sorry, of your spinal column to the left and the right side. Now, a very smart scientist in the field of thermographic engineering and thermographic evaluation decided to chart and map the human body based upon two symmetrical bilateral points to see what the difference is between someone who is healthy and someone who is sick. This test found that you, if you are a healthy individual, you have a 0.5 degree tolerance between your left and your right side. 0.5 degrees Celsius would determine if you are a healthy individual or not a healthy individual. And so what I recommend every single human being ever does in this entire world before they decide to invest in their external health is make sure their internal hardware is ready to be subjected to the stress that you're about to place upon it. 
And the internal hardware is the thermographic assessment of your autonomic system. That is run up the back of your spine and it is given a graphical evaluation of how well you tolerate stress. For many of you, you'll find that you actually are in a pretty good state, right? I had a person come into practice today. He's a healthy individual. Yeah, he had a car wreck um, a couple months ago. We ran a graph on him. His graph was healthy. I was like, listen, chiropractic intervention makes no sense for you, right? Right now, this is not something that you need. You're better off to keep working at the at the lifestyle that you're working on right now. And if something comes up, then we'll reassess it, right? But what this shows us is that if we have a baseline of our neurological state when we are healthy, when we become sick, we also have an understanding that this is what we have to work towards. Our internal health is what sets the frame to allow us to show or have an external representation that we desire. So. What do I see? In 2021, my recommendation to you is that you need to have a neurological assessment performed. A neurological assessment allows us to see, one, how well is your autonomic system functioning? And two, can it be improved? If it can be improved, it needs to be monitored day by day, week by week, month by month, and you should have a start and a stop point, knowing that you are making progress in the direction that we need to go. That's what I have to say about evaluating your investments. We understand that external health is what we all desire, but many of us lack the understanding that it starts with investing in your internal health. And by investing in your internal health, it's investing in your neurological state. How do you have an evaluation performed of your neurological state? I'm glad you asked. You call me at Hope Southlake, where we start with the foundation we build you a house of stone. We build you a house that is built upon solid rock. And then we set you up so that when you go back out and determine that it is time for you to develop the external presence that you want, that you have a solid foundation to build that upon. For the rest of you who choose to ignore that, you're doing nothing but building your foundation on a house of sand. And we all know what happens with the house of sand. When the storm comes, it falls apart. 